0: Good evening. Lane Maxwell verdict is in. Progressives do battle over Julian Assange and leading members of the Green Party call for an end to vaccine apartheid. With these and other stories, I'm Paul DiRienzo with the WBAI News for Wednesday, December 29th, 2021. The British socialite Elaine Maxwell was convicted today of luring teenage girls to be sexually abused by the American millionaire Jeffrey Epstein. The verdict capped a month-long trial featuring sordid accounts of the sexual exploitation of girls as young as 14. The prosecution based their case on the testimony of four women who described being abused as teens in the 1990s and early 2000s. Jurors deliberated for five full days before finding Maxwell guilty of five of six counts. As the verdict was read, Maxwell was largely stoic behind a black mask. She faces the likelihood of years in prison. The defense had insisted Maxwell was a victim of a vindictive prosecution devised to deliver justice to women deprived of their main villain when Epstein killed himself under somewhat mysterious circumstances in a Manhattan prison awaiting trial in 2019. Pilots took the witness stand and dropped the names of luminaries, pilots of the jet, private jet that Epstein used to uh, gallivant between his various properties. Among the uh, people on those flights, it turned out, were Britain's Prince Andrew former President Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, who flew on Epstein's private jets as well. The witnesses testified it was Maxwell who coaxed the teens into giving Epstein massages and drawing in other teens in exchange for $100 bills, which prosecutors described as a pyramid of abuse. Maxwell's legal team questioned whether the accusers' memories were faulty or had been influenced by lawyers seeking big payouts from Maxwell and from Epstein's estate in civil court. The trial, focusing on the abuse of the teens, didn't explore the role of the celebrities who were often seen with Epstein at parties at his island and ranch in New Mexico. It also failed to touch on evidence that Epstein may have been involved in espionage and blackmailing people for foreign governments. Independent journalist Catherine Waters attended the trial. She says Epstein represented writ large the same abuse millions experience but who never find justice.
1: Child abuse has been my focus all my life, um, since the 70s. Based on my own experiences, I studied child abuse, the abusive family system, abusive relationship, how healthy systems are supposed to function. I didn't get the best reception when I would try to speak about this. Most people Mm -hmm. wanted things to just be swept under the carpet. And I was relentless at speaking out about this because I always knew something was very very wrong. Children were always kind of, you know, treated like they had no rights. It's basically the Ghislaine Maxwell trial is this kind of macro of the micro. The abusive family system is kind of one scale down level. Ghislaine Maxwell and this, the larger system is the same thing, just on a, on a larger uh, scale.
0: What do you think about her role in all of this? I and mean, what is the impression you've gotten? The
1: defense is trying to make her out to be victimized by Jeffrey Epstein. She was manipulated by him. He was a master manipulator. Then other times the defense would make him out to be some great, generous entrepreneur and a giver. And, oh, he was like selflessly giving to his employees, no strings attached, just all out of the goodness of his heart, when meanwhile, to keep them quiet.
0: Was he basically a pimp to the rich and famous or was there something more going on?
1: of course it's blackmail. Before the Jeffrey Epstein case, there was a case. It's called the Franklin Credit Union scandal back in the 70s and 80s. Back then, children were used to blackmail so-called rich and powerful. It was even in the White House. There's newspaper headlines about the Franklin Credit Union scandal and a documentary called Conspiracy of Silence that was supposed to be released. On the Discovery Channel in 1993 or 4, and it got banned at the last minute. So, the unedited version, it's been on YouTube, um, which I encourage people to watch.
0: They were bringing in the rich and famous in order to mix them up with underage youth for sex and then use that against them later on for blackmail. Right. And what were they looking for?
1: They're just looking to recruit people, have them be puppet to do their bidding. So like how to recruit people and get them to do what you want, kind of have them where you want them.
0: What do you think of his suicide?
1: You know, it's possible like they took him out in the MCC. Again, it's possible they ushered him out of there. I mean, people can't sometimes wrap their head around the amount of power that... You know, and I don't like to use that word because I don't consider them like really powerful, like in in real power. But uh, sure, they could have got him out of there, but they could have killed him, too. It kind of makes sense that somebody needs to be held accountable. I mean, he got off. She was his number two. That's how she was referred to by employees. Like she was the number two. They were a couple at the beginning and then she was still around even though um they weren't necessarily a couple.
0: Journalist Katherine Waters, you can find her work on the website onegreatnetwork.com. Lawsuits involving the abuse allegations will also continue now against the Epstein estate and Ghislaine Maxwell, including one in which a woman not involved in the trial, Virginia Jeffrey, says she was coerced into sexual encounters with Prince Andrew when she was 17. Andrew has denied her account, and that lawsuit is not expected to come to trial for many months. And as Julian Assange continues his fight against extradition to the United States from a London prison, Deep divisions are growing among progressives. Some who see Assange as a journalist being persecuted for running a website that exposed hidden crimes of the United States, and those who think he was a spy helping U.S. adversaries take down Hillary Clinton in 2016, raising Donald Trump to the presidency. In an article published on the website PopularResistance.org, journalist and WBAI host Chris Hedges rips into the organization of progressive writers known as Penn America. Hedges says Penn has has become typical of an establishment hijacking of an organization founded and once run by writers some of whom he sa- he says he knew uh, Susan Sontag and Norman Mailer Hedges goes on to say that many members of Penn have signed an appeal calling on the CEO of PEN America, Suzanne Nossel to end PEN America's partnership with the Israeli government
2: the board appointed a woman named Susan Nossel former corporate lawyer worked for McKinsey I worked in the State Department, in fact, was on the task force appointed by Hillary Clinton to investigate and respond to the revelations by WikiLeaks. When she was appointed, I resigned. Uh, And since then, uh, it has become a de facto subsidiary of the Democratic National Committee. Uh, She took money from the state of Israel for uh, their world voices festival until 250 writers and poets, journalists signed a letter denouncing it. Uh, And uh, Penn America has uh, welcomed the decision by the British court not to extradite, but NASA repeats every piece of slander and frankly lie uh, that is used to discredit uh, Assange and WikiLeaks, uh, refusing to acknowledge that he is a publisher or that uh WikiLeaks is a legitimate news organization uh repeating uh the charges that uh he hacked into a government computer which is just factually untrue, that he endangered US lies through uh unredacted leaks, which is factually untrue. Uh and if you look at the Penn site, it's uh all about Belarus or this Chinese tennis star or uh china or uh but you hear nothing about uh or very little about the most egregious assault on press freedom in our lifetime so uh that's not that's not uncommon you know, the city the committee to protect journalists another example uh uh does not in its annual index of uh imprisoned journalists does not uh list julian assange
0: We have freedom of speech in this country. Nobody's a professional journalist, really. I mean, we're all making it up as we go along, no matter who we are.
2: If you look at what actually happened, the nuts and bolts of what happened with Julian is that he was provided classified material by Chelsea Manning, and he published it. He did not uh, hack into the Department of Defense computers to get it himself. Uh, He did what I did uh, when I worked for the New York Times. I Uh, was given and published classified material and of course the danger is that if julian is extradited and found guilty uh to possess classified information or to publish it will be a criminal offense and that will end investigative journalism into the centers of power which is already let me stress very anemic uh because of the wholesale surveillance it's almost impossible to leak to a journalist and obama was very aggressive about using the Espionage Act against Kiriyaku Drake, and others who attempted, uh, Daniel Hale, who just got a 10-year sentence for exposing the widespread civilian casualties of the drone program. Essentially, it just shuts down uh, any ability to shine a light into the inner workings of power.
0: They're saying that he conspired with Russia to undermine The Democratic Party and the Hillary Clinton campaign allowing Trump to get in because he hated Hillary Clinton. I mean, that's the rationale.
2: That is. But of course, uh, Hillary Clinton is responsible for losing to Trump. And and what was exposed was damaging to Clinton. But if uh, she shouldn't have, I mean, the six, we didn't, the $675,000, for example, that Goldman Sachs paid her to give three lectures, which is a sum so large. It can only be considered a bribe. The money from Qatar and Saudi Arabia that was pumped into the Clinton Foundation, the talks that Clinton was giving to Wall Street titans telling them they would manage the economy while in her campaign she was talking about financial reform and regulation, the the emails that exposed how she stoked the war in Libya because she thought it would burnish her credentials as a presidential uh, candidate. The fact that the Clinton campaign uh, worked to ensure that Donald Trump was the Republican nominee behind the scenes because they thought he would be the easiest candidate to be. Now, you can argue, I suppose, that you know, this should not have been exposed, but you can't then call yourself a journalist.
0: The New York Times Daily, everybody's like writing editorials are outraged by a judge's decision that they have to, uh, all these, the New York Times has to return uh, documents that they got through Discovery looking into the Project uh, Veritas Group. You know, is that a little bit two-faced if they're on one hand letting uh, Assange uh, swing in the wind and on the other hand screaming about this kind of horrible decision?
2: We have to remember that when the New York Times, the Guardian, El Pais, Der Spiegel, when they published this material, they did so under duress. The traditional role of the alternative press, WBAI, alternative non-commercial sites, is to shame, this has always been true, shame the corporate media, commercial media into doing their job. So they realized that if they didn't publish this material, it would take a huge hit in terms of their credibility, in terms of a product, that's what media sells. But there was always a deep distaste for Julian, uh, which is why almost as soon as they published this material, they turned on Assange. There was never any affinity with Assange. And so the media has been completely complicit in the character assassination and slander and calumny, uh, which has been orchestrated to isolate Assange both socially, but then also he's isolated quite physically in Belmarsh prison. He has very little contact, almost no contact. And this is contributing, as we heard in the trial, I was in London for some of those hearings to psychological breakdown, suicide, they found a razor under his socks. He's been seen uh, punching himself in the face, hallucinating, etc. Well, that's what happens under prolonged isolation, mm-hmm. and that's by design.
0: Journalist and WBAI host Chris Hedges. Assange published about 70,000 hacked emails copied from the accounts of John Podesta, Hillary Clinton's campaign chairman, that contain embarrassing information, such as large sums paid for her speeches and attempts to attack the character of her primary opponent, Senator Bernie Sanders. And the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's new COVID-19 guidelines are drawing some criticism from edi- from medical experts for not requiring a negative test for asymptomatic patients to leave isolation. Some have speculated the lack of a testing requirement is due to a short supply of tests in the United States. But CDC director Dr. Rochelle Walensky said today that's said on Monday that's not the case. The new guidance says people who test positive for COVID-19 but have no symptoms can leave isolation after five days without testing again. She said they should wear a mask for the next five days.
3: Seven day daily average of cases is about 240,400 cases per day, an increase of about 60% over the previous week. The rapid increase in cases we are seeing across the country is in large part a reflection of the exceptionally transmissible Omicron variant In a few short weeks, Omicron has rapidly increased across the country and, we expect, will continue to circulate in the coming weeks. While our cases have substantially increased from last week, hospitalizations and deaths remain comparatively low right now. The seven-day average of hospitalizations uh, admissions is about 9,000 per day, an increase of about 14% over the previous week. This could be due to the fact that hospitalizations tend to lag behind cases by about two weeks, but may also be due to early indications that we've seen from other countries like South Africa and the United Kingdom of milder disease from Omicron, especially among the vaccinated and the boosted. And the seven-day average of daily deaths are about 1,100 per day, which is a decrease of about 7% over the previous week. As you continue to watch these trends, I want to emphasize that this virus has proven its ability to adapt quickly, and we must adapt with it. And it is in that context that last week, CDC updated our isolation and quarantine guidance for healthcare workers as we prepare for an anticipated surge in COVID-19 cases. This science, as well as what we know about the protection provided by masking, vaccination, and booster doses, and about our test performance were all part of what informed our updated recommendations.
0: CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky. In related news, Governor Kathy Hochul said on Monday that schools will remain open as students are scheduled to return to classes beginning next week with ramped up testing in response to a highly contagious but less lethal variant of COVID-19. It's called Omicron. The governor and acting state health commissioner, Mary Bassett, said that more than 30 million testing kits are being delivered to New York, and many of those will be distributed to school districts to help them screen for cases of the coronavirus. She said the testing provided the parents if a student test positive will allow families to make the decisions on distancing their kids.
1: We want to institute fully a test-to-stay program, and what that does is it makes sure that you have the test to be able to send home with the children. Put them in the backpack if someone tests positive in their class. Let the parents test them the next morning and send them back if it's negative. Test them again in a few days. We'll make sure everyone has those protocols. But that's why we wanted to have uh, 3,000 of those test kits for Clinton County right there and more to come. We have ordered. No one... Saw how much we'd need test kits, but we truly were ahead of this. We ordered 37 million tests to be available. They're not all here yet, but every time a plane flies over, I'm saying, is that the one that's got my supplies on it? Because we're literally getting 500,000 here, another million here, and we're getting them out so they'll be there when you need them to make sure your schools have everything they need. So,
0: New York State Governor Kathy Hochul. And division among progressives is not just being seen over the role of Julian Assange, but also whether vaccination mandates should be supported. On Monday, a group of prominent members of the New York State Green Party called for a suspension of vaccine patents to end what they say is vaccine apartheid by allowing poor countries to manufacture their own vaccine supply and not rely on the charity of Western countries. Howie Hawkins, the Green Party candidate for president in 2020, spoke with WBAI today. He adds a minority of Greens members are against the plan to uh, provide more vaccinations and support mandates, but he says the majority of Greens Party people uh, have gotten in line with his view on it.
4: It's from an ad hoc group of Greens, you know, Jill Stein, me, and some Massachusetts Greens. It's not the Mm -hmm. Green Party's uh, official position. The steering committee put out a statement that made a lot of points including the controversial one was supporting vaccine mandates i think it's a minority within the green party are opposed to that the part that got attention and controversy was the support for vaccine mandates
0: why is that so controversial the calling for mandates why have you found that controversial and why did the greens party take that position
4: steering committee felt strongly that they should take that position and what i think is a minority are people who are skeptical really are the vaccines, like mostly coming from the right, but you got people maybe on the left or they're sort of new age spiritualists that are just skeptical of the science. You know, they follow Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and people like that. They raise their voice a lot about that, but I don't think they represent anything but a rump group within the broader Green Party. What is vaccine apartheid? The inequitable distribution of vaccines around the world. Our release cited one study that said 74 percent of all vaccines dispensed. This year went to high and upper middle income countries, while less than 1% went to low income countries. So you have parts of the world that just aren't vaccinated. And that's where the new variants are more likely to arise. In one sense, none of us is safe till all of us are safe. And the reason it's not getting to those countries is it's too expensive. Drug companies are charging a lot. they up to 24 times their production costs. If the vaccine formulas or recipes or technology was in the public domain, then they could be manufactured everywhere at cost and the vaccine could get distributed to low-income countries that don't have access now.
0: Biden administration is pushing so hard on Americans getting these booster shots when even the World Health Organization has said that for rich countries, the level of vaccination that we have is, is adequate to cause a significant decline in deaths and hospitalizations. Therefore, we should be focusing on these poor countries who have nothing.
4: Yeah, the Biden administration has made statements about lifting the patent waiver twice this year. But when it gets to a proposal before the World Trade Organization to from India and South Africa to uh, waive the patents for this pandemic... Behind closed doors, the Biden administration has not supported that. We're assuming that the vaccines are safe and effective, not 100%, but uh, it's better than being unvaccinated. And the problem is people in the poor countries don't have access to it. And that actually is a threat to our public health because these new variants develop there because the virus runs wild. People should demand that Biden use one of many authorities he has to lift the vaccines, not only the proposal before the World Trade Organization, but he can use the Defense Production Act, because it's a matter of national security that this virus be suppressed. There is the, fourth Congress, resolution called End the Pandemic Now Resolution, which calls on the U.S. government to support the WTO proposal, to waive the COVID vaccine patents, and to use the Defense Production Action, uh, Production Act, to require U.S. drug companies to share the vaccine
0: technology. Howie Hawkins, the Green Party candidate for president in 2020. And WBAI has just received a communique from the National Organization of Women on the conviction of Ghislaine Maxwell. They They wrote... In the closely watched federal sex trafficking case, the jury convicted Ghislaine Maxwell on all but one count of sex trafficking and related charges in which mostly disadvantaged underage girls were recruited and groomed over multiple years and across state lines and international borders for the personal sexploitation exploitation of wealthy, privileged men. Maxwell is indicted on two counts of violating the Federal Man Act, which bars transporting people across state lines for illegal sexual activity. She also faces one charge of sex trafficking of a minor and three charges of sex trafficking conspiracy. Federal law bars recruiting or transporting anyone under 18 to participate in a commercial sex act. The prosecution built a case that focused on Maxwell as a chief recruiter and groomer of mostly underage girls for her boyfriend, Jeffrey Epstein, and his friends to abuse. Uh, Sonia Osorio, president of NOW in New York, said that most sex trafficking indictments revolve around profiteering from recruiting and controlling women and children and selling them to men with disposable income. She continued wealthy individuals like Maxwell and Epstein lure their victims not to make money but for their own sexual gratification. Sex trafficking happens in every corner of the United States. Women, girls, LGBTQ individuals, and the undocumented are sold on the streets and brothels and online by individual profiteers and organized criminal group. She says the Urban Institute studied the sex trade markets in eight cities and found that pimps and promoters in one city earned an average of $32,833 a week. And we'll be following that story more. And finally, on December 29th, 1890, 131 years ago today, the U.S. Army's 7th Cavalry massacred at least 300 members of the Lakota and other members of the Sioux Nation at a windy hilltop known as Wounded Knee. The native people were escaping an assault on their practice of the ghost dance religion and the murder of their leader, and when they arrived, an older man – uh, refused to give up his rifle when they were ordered to turn over the weapons in the uh, struggle with the old man and the uniformed soldiers over the rifle. A shot was fired, followed by a massacre that uh, today I I really encourage Americans to visit Wounded Knee, to see the museum and to see the site in South Dakota and learn more about the history of the country. We'll be following this story more. Uh, we have an interview lined up with uh, – Lakota Sioux spokesperson, Chase Iron Eyes, probably for tomorrow if we can work it out. And that's some of the news for Wednesday, December 29th, 2021. The news producer Linda Perry, our engineer is Reggie Johnson from New York City. I'm Paul Durienzo. Thanks for listening.